my ex-girlfriend's dad invited me for a round. So I played an 18-hole round at Mountainside Golf Course out in Fairmont Hot Springs. And then I went and played the par three there, which has the massive holes. And I legitimately just got addicted to that weekend. When I got back to Calgary, I played three or four rounds the next week. And then I joined a golf course for the remainder of the season. So I think I had eight or nine weeks of golf that season before the tundra here set in again and I couldn't golf in the summer after. So that winter I grinded the range here and I think I had stalled 107 in the corner of that range probably 60 times over the winter, just hitting balls until my hands bleed. Just addicted. And I think that happens to most golfers. Like once they feel that awesome shot or they get that, you know, really close approach or they smash that driver, they make a long putt, it really just hits you. That's the bug about it. Now I've just been an avid golfer for years and then I made a decision a few years ago that I wanted to make a lifestyle or a job that I could golf and do my own thing tech-wise and I've had two apps now that revolve around golf and so Swing Tweaks is the second one. Welcome to the Mod Golf Podcast. I'm your host Colin Weston and here is where we talk to the entrepreneurs, the innovators, the disruptors and the influencers who are shaping the future of golf. And before we get started here, I did want to mention One product that I've been using lately, because if you're like me, I'm a mid-handicapper, stuck at 14 right now and trying to get that down as far as rhythm, swing length, and swing speed, and tempo, struggling with all those things. And one product that I've been using for the last little while, and I met these guys, and I've had them on the podcast, and that is DeWiz. This is a device that you put on your wrist and paired with your phone, be out of the driving range, and it starts to give you feedback. I've really found some success with this. So got a great little partnership with these guys at DeWiz. You can go to their website at D-E-W-I-Z, Z for all of our American friends out there. So DeWiz.com. And also on the Mod Golf Podcast Pro Shop, we have a deal with them, 10% off uh, using the promo code ModGolf. So I'll include the link in the show notes. You just click on that. Check out what DeWiz is doing. Wouldn't support the product if I didn't believe in it. So yeah, check out DeWiz at DeWiz.com. Okay, so let's get started with this week's show. And my guest, who I've had the pleasure of meeting and having a couple of beers, a couple of pints with down at the PGA show in Orlando, and that is Steve Madden, who is the co-founder and CEO of Swing Tweaks. So before I tell you too much about Swing Tweaks, actually, I'm not going to tell you anything about Swing Tweaks. I'm going to let Steve tell you what Swing Tweaks is the backstory there, we're going to get into all that good stuff, and also his personal golf journey, which, by the way, a little spoiler, I'm upset with because he is way better than I will ever be in a very short period of time. So with that, Steve, hey, welcome to the Mod Golf Podcast. Uh, hey, Colin. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. This is awesome. Pleasure to be here. You know, I've been listening to the podcast for a while and see you guys going from strength to strength. I think I might have to take a look at that DeWiz product too, because I think it sounds awesome. So you might have a download from me there as well. There we go. There we go. Well, from the sounds of it, you don't need that much help because when we're at the PGA show, we're talking about our golf games and you said you've only been playing for a couple of years now, just picking up the game. Why don't you share with our audience, notice to irritate me, what's your handicap, Steve? So right now I think I'm carrying a three. I had it down to scratch last year during the season, but as the season rolls on, as you get more tired, I think you start adding strokes here and there. So I'm starting this season at a three. We're going to try and get into plus territory if we can over the summer here. Wow, that's good stuff. So as our audience may pick up with your voice here, you're not from Canada. You're not from the U.S. So why don't you start with that? Tell us about your journey of coming to Canada and a bit of the background there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm Irish originally for my sins. 
I actually never even golfed in Ireland as a kid. I kind of played rugby as a very youngster and I played soccer as I got into my teens. So haven't really played much golf in Ireland, which is a bit of a shame. When I tell people that, they're like such a waste. So I only started golfing when I got here. I got here about eight years ago. And how I got to Canada or to Calgary specifically is kind of a funny story. I was actually tour guiding and teaching wakeboarding in Vietnam wow. for 18 months. Yeah, which was like the dream job. But, you know, it gets tiring after a while. But I met two Canadians over there, both of them actually from Calgary. Sadly, one of them actually passed away in a motorbike accident out there. And so I came here to visit the other guy I met. His name was Mac, beautiful person, to, you know, see the family of the other guy. Uh, Justin was his name. And so I was only planning to be here for five or six weeks. And I ended up staying for eight years now. If you had asked me when I was 17 or 18 where Calgary was, I wouldn't have been able to tell you. It's funny how life works, the serendipitous moments that tie us together. And so, yeah, that's why I'm here. There we go. So, yes, I, I find it quite odd that when golfers, people that love to play, they think of destinations and bucket list places that they want to go to play golf. Ireland is near the top of that, if not at the top. And you never picked up a golf club. So one of the icebreaker questions I always like to ask in the, on the Mod Golf Podcast <laughs> is that first golf experience that you had. And also, who invited you? Because usually... <laughs> It's very rare that one day you wake up and go, you know what, I'm just going to pick up a golf club and, and give this a go. I've heard that once on the podcast, but very rare. So who got you involved and how did you get the bug? Yeah, for sure. It's a, a pretty straightforward story. I was out at Fairmont Hot Springs. I think it was May Long, five or six years ago. My ex-girlfriend's dad invited me for a round. So I played an 18-hole round at Mountainside Golf Course out in Fairmont Hot Springs. And then I went and played the par three there, which has the massive holes. They're like basketball-sized holes. And I legitimately just got addicted that weekend. When I got back to Calgary, I probably played three or four rounds the next week. And then I actually joined a golf course for the remainder of the season here in Calgary. So I think I had eight or nine weeks of golf that season before the tundra here set in again and I couldn't golf till the summer after. So that winter I grinded the range. There's a, a range here in Calgary called Golf Future. It's the old PGA Canada range here. And I think I had stall 107 in the corner of that range probably 60 times over the winter, just hitting balls until my hands bleed. Just addicted. And I think that happens to most golfers. Like once they feel that awesome shot or they get that, you know, really close approach or they smash that drive or they make a long putt, it really just hits you. That's the bug about it. And then now I've just been an avid golfer for years. And then I guess I kind of made a decision a few years ago that I wanted to make a lifestyle or a job that I could golf and do my own thing tech wise. And I've had two apps now that kind of revolve around golf. And so Swing Tweaks is the second one. Yeah. So, okay. So let's fast forward. We'll get into the backstory of, of the creation and the aha moment with Swing Tweaks. But for our audience, why don't we just get right into it? Why don't you give us the elevator pitch for Swing Tweaks? For sure. Okay. Yeah. So I guess like the whole point behind Swing Tweaks is to make golf instruction more accessible and more affordable for golfers out there. From talking to golfers in the last five or six years, it seems that not enough of them, in our opinion, get lessons. And the reasons for that are varied, but mostly it's convenience and affordability. And so what Swing Tweaks lets you do is you can record your swing from two different angles, one down the line, one face on, and you can tell the app the kind of issues that you feel like you're having or your ball flight problems or what you want to work on. You submit that to the app. And then we have a bunch of PGA professionals who are kind of act like Uber drivers on the other side of the app. And they pick up these swings as they come in and they do a bunch of video analysis and swing analysis using the app. And then they send you back effectively what is like a mini lesson um, straight to your phone. So you get your two videos, get analyzed by the golf pro. Usually what they do is they call out a few issues that they see that you're having. And then they ask you to focus on one or two. 
they send you back some advice and some swing thoughts and then some drills for you to take to the range. So you effectively get a little mini lesson on your phone. It's convenient. You can do it wherever you want. And it's so much more affordable than lessons. One important thing to stress that we believe this is a company that in-person lessons are still the gold standard. Mm -hmm. But we think that our product gives most golfers an option to get help when they need it, where they need it, and can kind of lead to in-person lessons as well. So it seems to me that you've bridged the gap that you're in this hybrid space between the traditional on the lesson tee with an instructor in person and the other end with swing training and coaching apps such as uh, Sportsbox AI, who I've had on the podcast also, which is does that artificial intelligence, machine learning, and it's using the algorithm to then give you the feedback. So it sounds like you're kind of in between that you're harnessing technology here but you do have real humans and PGA class A professionals are the ones that are then giving you the feedback and the curated lesson plan in that sense. That's exactly it. I think that what our bet around instruction at the moment, at least, is that most golfers do want the nuance and the relationship with a human being. That's not to say that the stuff that Sportsbox AI are doing is absolutely incredible. I had a chat with them down at the PGA show and I follow them on all social media and I keep an eye on their website. The things that they're doing to push instruction and like the the biomechanic part of that forward is is absolutely incredible. So we would hope in the future that we can do something similar in the app. And we've got a bunch of data that says that we can. But I think for now, we're focusing on that nuance and that relationship with the PGA pros. And also as well, like what Swing Tweaks does is it builds an effective funnel for a PGA pro. Mm -hmm. So like as a PGA pro, you know, if you're trying to build your business, what Swing Tweaks does is that because we're doing a lot of marketing around Swing Tweaks, we're kind of filling the top of the funnel for them. And as they do their tweaks and their mini lessons, they start establishing relationships and rapport with golfers, which in the future, what we're going to do is introduce a feature that kind of drives those users to in-person lessons as well. So we do want to own a bit more of the learning journey from a golf standpoint. And right now we're starting that with like the, the mini lesson um, hypothesis. Gotcha. Okay. So let's rewind the tape here back to the aha moment where Having an idea here for Swing Tweaks, it's got to come from somewhere. So between you and your co-founder, why don't you tell us a bit about your background previously? You already mentioned that this is not your first rodeo as far as creating an app. Were you the first persona or perhaps user that was your personal pain points of of needing some instruction? You banging out balls in stall number 107 there and realizing that you needed some help. So tell us about that, what, what the timeline was leading up to the creation and then the design and then deciding to go for it and create the app. I actually can't in good conscience claim to have the genesis of idea for Swing Tweaks. And I'll kind of get to that in a second because there's a super knowledgeable course operator here in Calgary called Slade that was very generous with his time to me on my old app, which was called Bump, which was a golf course waitlist app. Okay. I was selling that to Slade. Like what Bump did was basically let you set some parameters around when you wanted to play golf. It would then watch the T-sheet for you and send you a push notification when that time opened up and you could jump in and grab it. And so I was selling that to the Play Golf Calgary group in Slade as as the COO there. Slade's all about early adopting of technology. So me and him kind of built a bit of a rapport. And one day I was there trying to get a check off him. And uh, (laughs) we sat down for a beer outside on the patio and we kind of just talked about instruction and like how we think that's the next big thing for golf. And Slade said, like, wouldn't it be cool? Like I've had this idea of like really quick turnaround lessons. He was thinking like five minute lessons, one hour turnaround as fast as possible, just mini things from golf professionals. And so I went away after that and said, that's a great idea. And I started designing the app 
And I came back to Slade and, you know, I was like, hey, like, I want to do this. Like, do you want to be involved? And we had a big conversation about that, but his lifestyle at the time didn't allow him to do that. So I just forged ahead, designed the app, got some MVP of the app up and running. And then last October, I found what I call the unicorn of co-founders and that he's a super talented computer scientist, but also a golfer. So he came on board last October, which kind of supercharged the robustness of the product. And um, I guess we're here today now with decent month over month growth and it's looking good for the summer. Love it. Love it. So tell me about the the user experience and the journey. Let's say myself as a 14, 15 handicapper that obviously needs some help here. So tell me about the journey as far as downloading the app and then what I would do. So I know you touched on a little bit, but why don't you dive deeper on the user experience side for both for sure. me and your PGA professionals. And yeah, tell me about the kind of the both sides of the marketplace there. 100%. Yeah. So I think the actual journey or precursor to Swing Tweak starts before you even get to the app. I think that a lot of golfers these days, five to 30 handicap will say, there's a couple things they do to try and improve. And we've interviewed so many golfers now, and this kind of holds true generally for most golfers. I mean, that handicap range. The first person, what they'll do is they'll go on YouTube and look for swing tips or swing advice to help them cure a slice or cure a hook. Now, that advice is by definition super generic. YouTube content creators want to appeal to wider audiences. So you can never be sure whether that specific tip is what you're actually um, happening in your swing. So we've got a lot of golfers who'll do that. And we've got a lot of golfers as well. And I'm one of these that we call Billy Ballbanger that will go to the range and just try to work it out, try and find a feel. And so for those golfers, that's kind of our market. The guys are like, hey, I want to get better, but I don't want to spend a bunch of money, at least not right now. And so what Swing Tweaks does, it actually doubles down on those personality types in that market and says, okay, well, we want you to still do that. You know, we want you to still look on YouTube, but we want to diagnose you. We start with saying that diagnostics is the key to getting better. And that's what Swing Tweaks offers. And so the way it works from a user standpoint is you download the app, you sign up. The interface is very, very simple. You go to create a swing. The app will ask you for two different angles. When you turn the camera on to record your actual swing, it gives you a guideline for where to put your body so we can get the full swing, all the club head in all positions, and from two good, consistent angles, which is down the line and face on. And then like you just tell the app, hey, I'm hitting it left off the planet. I'm hitting it right off the planet. Here, there, hitting it fat, hitting it thin. Am I log to be able to hit a draw? Any health issues you think are harming you, you know, hips are tight or my shoulders are a bit sore, whatever it is, so the pro can know. And then you submit it. And then within about six hours, a pro will have it picked up. And what they'll do is they'll review your video. They'll, they're able to narrate to you in the video so you get audio as they're talking to you. They draw on the screen with their lines, kind of like you've seen Martin on the Golf Channel who does this sometimes. He draws on the screen and stuff. Yeah, That's yeah. what they're doing over both videos. They're narrating to you. And they're sending those back to you with some text advice, which is like, hey, this is what I think is happening. These are the three issues. This is the one I want you to focus on. And then some drills. And usually those drills are actually links out to YouTube drills. So what they're doing is they're effectively curating YouTube for you and giving you a lesson. So now you can go away after spending your 30 bucks knowing that you know these drills are specific to your issue and being able to review that lesson forevermore. The tweaks don't go anywhere. There's no expiration date. You have that lesson on your phone which is a big thing because we found when talking to golfers about lessons that they were somewhat nervous. They're on a range. They're getting told to do certain things that feel weird. And almost always they forget to ask questions or take notes. Right. And so what it does is it lets it be on your phone forever. Like we handle that for you. So that's a big value add for us, we think, and for golfers as well. 
then when you get your tweak back, you can rate it. You can give the pro some feedback. Right now, our average rating out of five is 4.95 across all of our tweaks. So we think golfers are getting awesome value from it. And then you go away, you do what the pro asks you to do, and which usually involves hitting enough balls that you can get that feel or you know implement that drill. Then you come back two, three, four, five weeks later, submit another swing and continue your learning journey. I love how you've branded your interactions or even your currency, calling them tweaks. Let me even look at your website on my other screen here. So if I want to jump on board, if I buy tweaks. So tell me about that as far as the brainstorming of how that came about. Because it seems to me now it's really elegantly simple. It sticks and you can understand what that means. So it's, it seems to me that, that your denomination of currency is in tweaks. So tell us about that. Yeah, for sure. And, and that's actually somewhat of a double-edged sword. Slade's idea, okay. the original. Swing Tweaks is just the best name ever. He actually had the website name locked down and graciously passed it over to me when I wanted to run with it. But I think that it's it's an interesting name because on one hand, it tells you that, hey, like we're not going to overhaul your swing and that any golfer can do this without fear of being terrible for a number of weeks. At least that's the perception. Now, that's not always true because any swing changes do tend to make you worse in the short term. But on the other hand, then, like in terms of not overhauling your swing, if you ask most professionals, overhauling a swing is a series of small changes and small changes are tweaks. And so two things can happen with swing tweaks. You can get that change, like you might be hitting it left for some reason, or like happens to most golfers, definitely to me during the season. And usually in May, after I golf my brains out in April, I start shanking it because I get tired and I start inching towards the ball. And it happens every year, like clockwork. So like a tweak there is super beneficial. Hey, Steve, the issue here is your setup. You're just inching towards the ball, heels coming in first. You've no way to fix it. It's going to go right off the hosel. So that's a tweak and that works super, super effectively for a lot of people. Then you got guys who come and like, you know, they might have an over the top move, which takes so much longer to fix, but there are certain things you can do in certain orders that helps you fix that. And so tweaks works both ways. It can be a tweak, one quick change, fix your game short term, or it can be subsequent and multiple tweaks that actually does overhaul your swing. Got it. Got it. So tell us about the business side of this. You came up with the idea... It's not your first app, so obviously you've learned how, as far as pricing model and go-to-market strategy. Tell me a bit about that, as far as the business model of what you can share with us. It's like, first of all, how does Swing Tweaks make money? What is between the PGA professionals, the teachers getting paid, buying tweaks and getting on the platform and subscription base? So tell us about that, uh, as far as how you came up with the pricing model how you test that and, pardon the pun, tweak that in order to arrive at where you are and, and how Swing Tweaks makes money. The first thing to say is that we're always testing it. We're not stuck on the current pricing model, but you know we feel like it makes sense right now. And I'm sure you know this from your entrepreneurial background. That's kind of, pardon the pun, par for the course yeah. for entrepreneurial pursuits. But the way it really works is that you know each Swing Tweak costs $29.99 CAD or about 22 USD or whatever equivalent currency across the world. And of that, then the pros get a percentage, we get a percentage, depending on where you buy it. Any app developer will be nodding in agreement with me here, but app will get their percentage, which can be somewhat killing to an app from the beginning. So like if you buy it through the app, app will get their percentage. But if you buy tweaks on our website, app will effectively get cut out of the process. We can have more money go to pros and to us from that standpoint as well. So it's pay per play at the moment. So each time you want a tweak, you buy a tweak, which is like $29.99, like I said. And we are introducing a subscription model where you get two tweaks a month for $50 a month. 
which we think is a good idea for golfers who kind of want to double down on their instruction over the summer. You get a tweak every two weeks, effectively from a golf professional, and it can be the same professional every time. So you're kind of building upon the last week each time right. and from a subscription model standpoint. And yeah, like that's kind of right now where we are. We've got, you can buy tweaks in the app. You can buy them on the website in multi-packs as well, which give a discount. We're launching a subscription model in the future as well. Yeah, I think as we get deeper into the learning journey, there might be other ways to monetize. Our two core beliefs, which I think are the, the things we'll stick by until this company goes nuclear or collapses, is that in-person lessons are the gold standard and we want to make instruction more affordable. Everything we do, I think, will push us in that direction. Like affordability, convenience is a thing that we have just via technology. But we do understand that as golfers get better, and this has been proven actually by a bunch of studies in the golf industry, as your handicap lowers, you're actually more likely to take in-person lessons. And so what we are hoping to see over the next year or two is swing tweakers, their handicaps start dropping and they start asking, hey, like now that I'm at a level where I want to double down on this and get in-person lessons, can you help us find professionals? And we'll obviously have a network of professionals that we stand by. And there's no reason why we can't make local introductions or referrals there. We are now going to take a short break to tell you about something new from the Mod Golf podcast. I'm excited to announce the launch of the Mod Golf Pro Shop, where you, as part of our Mod Golf community, receive exclusive discounts on curated golf products that I love and support. We are partnering with DeWiz, Deuce, Kinona, Back to Basics Golf, Project 72 Golf, and Odin Golf to provide a curated selection of golf essentials to help you play better and look great while you're doing it. Use promo code MODGOLF for between 10 and 20% off your purchases to receive the best exclusive pricing that our partners offer. Go to www.modgolfpodcast.com to check out the golf gear that our fabulous brand partners are ready to deliver to your doorstep. That's the Mod Golf Pro Shop at www.modgolfpodcast.com. Very interesting to hear about your onboarding and outreach. And also, how do you get PGA professionals to, to jump on board, especially at the beginning? Because that's always just like anything, whether it's investment, getting users, getting those first ones, getting some traction, getting some social proof. So it validates what you're doing. So more people jump on. So tell me about that. Is how you went about attracting both people to jump on the app to start to use Swing Tweaks and also on the coaching side? Yeah, for sure. So I guess I'll start with coaching because it's a bit more nuanced. We effectively reached out to a bunch of local pros here in Calgary, got them signed up, and then some coaches in BC and got them signed up. And so that process is effectively me reaching out and explaining what Swing Tweaks is. Generally, when PGA professionals and, and club pros hear about it, they're intrigued because the time commitment is totally up to them. We don't expect them to be online eight hours a day here or there. It's just like Uber. You pick up swings as they come in as you feel like you need to. They get paid per swing so they can make decent hourly rate using this. Right now that bringing pros on board is a quite a manual process, which I don't really mind because it lets me control then, you know, how many pros are in there and how and how many of them get actual swings and stuff. And it means that they we can at least have a bunch of pros who are competent with the technology. And as we get more and more swings come in, we'll bring on more and more pros. The number of pros gives us way more options of turnaround time. If we've got a thousand pros, turnaround time could be under an hour. And that's what I would love. I think the experience that we really want to get to is that a golfer's on the range, they record their swing, tell us what's wrong, they get a response within 15 minutes, still on the range. That would be the coolest experience from a golfer standpoint. And I think that's what we're aiming for. Mm -hmm. um, so reaching out to pros and getting pros on board who are keen and are invigorated to be on the platform. Right now, that's just me reaching out and doing the hard sell. 
from the golfer standpoint, and I'm sure again, just to refer back to your entrepreneurial background, user acquisition is the hardest thing in the world. Getting people to believe in you, sign up, even no matter how frictionless your sign up process is, it's still a commitment from a user. And then for them to see the value is difficult. My background is in product. Most of my thoughts on swing tweaks are around, like what compelling reasons are we giving users to sign up? Right now that's tweaks. That's all it is right now. And now we are introducing some free content called tips that will be more engaging for users. They can log in, they can get that for free. We a new tip every week. So that might drive some engagement there as well. But like getting users is just hard. So what we're focusing on right now is mostly marketing through YouTube content creators. We feel like given the two personas that use Swing Tweaks are Billy Ballbanger and Val Video Watcher, which is the YouTube person. Right. We feel like those people are on YouTube and they are looking for help from YouTube. And they're even just watching entertainment content. Like Rick Shields has two and a half million subscribers. He doesn't do many tip videos, but he does do a lot of entertainment. But that's still our market. And so what we're doing is we're effectively, and how I describe it, is like climbing the stratification of YouTube content creators bit by bit. Each week or month, we might sign someone with a bit more subscriptions or a bit more views and getting it out that way. Like this week, we had James Robinson do something for us. Not a scratch golfer as well. A couple of smaller channels. And we've got Let's Play Through is a, a pretty engaging content creator coming up soon as well. So that seems to be turning over a decent amount of acquisition for us. And the beauty of it is that most of these content creators genuinely do believe in the product. They're golfers. They want to get better. Where that at? And so they're very genuine and authentic promotions as well. So that's kind of what we're focusing on. We're probably going to want to swing for the fences middle of the summer and see if we can get something really big lined up. But I can't say too much about that now. And yeah, that's kind of what we're focusing on. Got it. Got it. So you obviously understand the power of partnerships, especially on the creator side. How about the top of the funnel for teaching pros? Do you have a relationship or started to cultivate one with the PGA of America and their, what, 35, 40,000 teaching professionals and also with the PGA of Canada? Do you have a relationship with them or is that something you're going to be pursuing? I think we'll be pursuing it. We don't really have a relationship right now. If truth be told, we're probably not at the level where a partnership would make sense for those guys. I mean, obviously it would make sense for us and I'd be stoked on it. Yes. But I can understand it from their side too. There's also the complication that there are so many instruction apps out there that how do they pick the one to partner with? Right. And so I get the sense that most organizations of that size don't take a position. They let the market be the dictator. You know, we've reached out to PJ of Australia, had a quick conversation with those guys and we did chat to some of the PGA Canada people down at Orlando we don't really have any contacts in the PGA of America, but as we get bigger and get more awareness out there, those conversations will probably come into view for us. And we'll definitely be going after them as well. Got it. Got it. So as we finish up here, I'm just curious where you've seen the biggest surprise as far as location in countries that you are resonating with that are unexpected. I'm sure with Canada and, and the US, you got a good chunk of your user base there. But what do you yeah. tell us overall as far as globally where your users are? And yeah, what country has surprised you that you're getting some traction in? Yeah, for sure. So I mean, most of our users are in the US, I think 65% of them or so. And then we've got a, a decent portion in Canada as well, probably 20% or so. There's two really surprising ones for different reasons. The first one was surprising because of it was a single user in Egypt. All right. Which again, I don't know if there's VPNs being used, but that was super surprising. And you know, that user does log in every now and again, and it's still Egypt that we can see. So I'm assuming that person is there. And then from an actual like ongoing basis is Malaysia. 
Hmm. Like we get a lot of users, like probably get one one a week or so that signs up from Malaysia. And as we push out more YouTube content, Malaysia is always there. And I didn't expect that. We actually now have most of the continents covered. We don't have Antarctica covered yet, but we're working on that. And it's global by definition. We've got users everywhere right now. And so the beauty of it is that, you know, a pro in Australia who's having, you know, a slow part of the season during their winter can be doing summer tweaks from golfers in North America and vice versa. So the goal is to build this year-round system that a golfer or golf pro who's not busy in their off-season can be servicing and giving lessons to golfers who are in the throes of their golf season. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The app on the platform is English only right now, but considering that South Korea and Japan are massive golf markets, is that in your future? Is something you're looking to roll out or perhaps one of them and then the next one? So what, what's your rollout over the next period of time of where you want to go next? I think in the short term now, we're probably going to focus on North America and Canada. This golf season specifically will be about getting our user numbers and our tweak numbers up in, in those two jurisdictions. But in the medium term, South Korea is definitely on our radar. We had a bunch of super interesting conversations with simulator providers from South Korea mm-hmm. during the PGA show down in Orlando. And as I'm sure you know as well, like golf over there is like you walk into a Starbucks on a corner and you can hit nine holes or hit, and then walk out again. And that's, it's crazy. So that's a massive market for us. I think the first step for us will be to go over there or or to find some South Korean pros that will come onto the platform, which given our current track record of bringing pros on in North America, shouldn't be the most difficult thing. Then we'll start translating the app into, into Korean and then start marketing it pretty hard in Korea. I have no idea of the market conditions or even like branding or marketing and how it works in Korea. So there'll be a super steep learning curve for me, but I'm excited for that. And then Japan. Again, same thing, find some Japanese pros to come on board, start translating the app, and then um, start marketing in Japan. But you're absolutely right. And it was kind of insightful coming from you. That is the next two markets I think that we'll probably go after because they are golf crazy. But how about the Irish market? What's going on there? (laughs) Yeah, well, we do have a bunch of Irish golfers signed up. And we're bringing on a couple of Irish golf pros in the next couple of weeks here. So golf in Ireland is probably a smaller market than North America. And they play all year round. So the way I kind of describe it is that golf in Ireland is something people do most weekends. It doesn't have the pizzazz that you have in Canada or North America, where it's like you get six months, go and absolutely smash it. So the exuberance for golf, I think, is different in both markets. Interesting. Interesting. All right. So so to finish up here, why don't you share some success stories that you've heard from some of your tweakers? Is that what we're calling them? Or your users? D- dangerous term. I think, but yeah, I, also the work, I think you're most active on social on Instagram. So tell us how you're building community there and some of the positive feedback you've heard from people in your tribe. I get so juiced on seeing positive experiences and comments around Swing Tweaks and different forums. We're relatively active on Reddit Golf. I do comment there every once in a while and I kind of let people know about the app and those guys are gracious enough to let us do that. But like even just yesterday, some guy asked about lessons and I offered the app as a potential solution in the in the least hard selly way possible because I'm not that guy. I, I hate hard sales. And what's funny is that person commented, but then you had a comment from someone who's already used the app with a super positive feedback. And like, we didn't ask for that. That was you know unsolicited, really good to see. Similarly enough, on one of the YouTube channels that we run with, our content creator that we're working with kind of pushes the app in the video and then some comments in there that are unsolicited about how awesome the app was to mm. I do reach out to every user who gets a tweak and ask them for feedback. And so that's been all super positive so far as well. 
from a product value standpoint, like I'm super confident that what we're giving to golfers is excellent, at least from an instruction standpoint. Um, I said this to my co-founder. I wonder how it translates into better golf because that's always hard even with in-person lessons. You can give the best in-person lesson. If that golfer doesn't go and hit enough balls, they may not see the improvement. So we're very careful around that as well and something that we're measuring. Seeing the positive comments that we get back from golfers, they can put comments in the app as well. Like we're getting comments like, that's super insightful. I never would have thought of that. This is such an awesome way to get lessons. They don't have to go to the course for this. It's just great to see. I think that's one of the biggest wins that we've had in the last six months is that we might be finding it hard to acquire users just generally via marketing, but the people that are actually using the app are absolutely stoked on it. So getting that user-generated feedback, it's so important and so valuable because we know the customer acquisition cost and just getting them through the funnel there, the time it takes and the effort is uh, is huge. So with that, to finish up, Art, do you have any type of incentive programs or loyalty or referral programs for people that have bought tweaks and love it to maybe give them a bit of a discount or incentivize them in some way through rewards or delighters or winning tweaks to recommend or refer their friends? Yeah, for sure. Well, the first thing I'll say is that we do now have 20% off your first tweak if you sign up and use the code modgolf. Wow. There we um, go. So if you sign up and use that code modgolf, it means that your first tweak is effectively 24 Canadian which is such a bargain for what you get. And I think that when you actually do that, you will see that as a golfer. That's the first thing. Secondly, we do have a referral program in the app where you can generate your own referral code. And we think that the referral codes are hilarious, but we would say that. So you go into the app, you go to the profile page, you go to get more credits, and then you can refresh the referral code that you want. And we've got some funny, some funny referral codes in there. You share that with your friends. And when they sign up on Friday evening, you'll get credited three tweaks as well. Generally, what we do is we do a different incentive every week. So this week might be, you know, five friends sign up, you all get a free tweak. Next week might be you get a free hat. The week after you might be you get, you know, a head cover or something. That is kind of up to us as we go through that referral process. But getting the referral engine humming is something we're really going to be focusing on over the next two or three weeks. If we can focus on the guys and girls who are giving us five out of five, those people will be net referrers for us. I mean, that would be awesome. Yeah. And it's a really easy way for growth. It's a really cost effective. Everybody gets an awesome feeling from it um, way for growth. That's kind of where we want to go. Well, rewarding your in showcasing your biggest fans. Can't go wrong with that. So, hey, as we finish up here, Steve, why don't you let our listeners know, now that they're all interested about Swing Tweaks here, as far as the website, how to download the app, where you're most active on social. So why don't you let our listeners know all those things? For sure. Okay. So yeah, the uh, website is app.swingtweaks.com. That'll give you all the information around the app and the pricing and, you know, let you buy tweaks if you want. Right now it's iOS only, but we are working on an Android version as we speak. My co-founder has taken the baton on that one and is absolutely crushing it. So I'm stoked to see that come out early summer. We're most active probably on Instagram. And I actually think that's a function of my age. I'd love to be super active on TikTok, but it was never a thing, you know, for me. Right. Um, so I have to learn about that and get TikTok underway. Instagram is the best place to find us. And the handle is at Swing Tweaks app. And as I always do in the show notes here for Steve's episode, the Swing Tweaks, I will include all of those links to make it nice and easy for all you listeners to find that information and go have a look at Swing Tweaks. 
as Steve just mentioned and I just learned that you can use promo code modgolf to get a discount on your first purchased tweaks. Go for it. Give it a shot. I think I will have to do that too once again. I my my swing needs tweaking. I was out there this morning early morning pitching putt with a couple of guys and even there just hitting some some gap wedges it was not pretty some of the shots there so uh so yeah, <laughs> I, I need some tweaks to work on some consistency so hey steve why don't we finish with that so great to talk to you again love what you're doing and thanks so much for joining me today on the mod call podcast absolutely it's my pleasure and it's good to see you again as well i hope we can get a few more guinness in over the next couple of months here as i come to vancouver Absolutely. Well, give me a heads up and we'll go out and swing a club together and and definitely venture to the 19th hole for a couple of pints. All right, Steve, you take care. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Colin. So that's a wrap for this episode of the Mod Golf Podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation about entrepreneurship in the golf industry, you can find more compelling episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen in. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on our homepage to hear about upcoming episodes and to enter our latest golf product giveaway. I'm your host, Colin Weston. Thanks very much for joining me. Bye for now.